The day is June 30th, and it's the final day of our fiscal year. Hi, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Today. And just before we start our program, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who has given to help us keep sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't given yet, we could really use your help to reach our financial goal today. Your gift is not only tax-deductible, but it will have kingdom impact for your Savior. So would you just take a moment and pray about how much you can give? 50, 500, 5,000, whatever. Every gift will be used to help share the great story that's all about Jesus. I'll share with you how to give in just a moment. But now let's begin this final program of our fiscal year. Many call the 1st of July Canada's birthday. It's not quite the day Canada was born, but still a very important day in its history. Allow me to extend an early Happy Canada Day to all our listeners in Canada. On July 1st, 1867, three colonies associated with the British Empire joined to form a federation, a nation with its own ability to rule. What is unique about the formation of Canada is that it came about without war, without bloodshed. In fact, the relationship between Canada and Great Britain was quite amicable. And many Canadians did not celebrate Canada Day at first. But in the first few decades, support has grown for the holiday. And today, Canadians around the country celebrate through parades, fireworks, and other festivities. Pride in one's country is good and important, but it's important for Christians to remember that this earth is not our home. We still await a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series here on Friday called In the Footsteps of Paul. A series will keep going next week. All this week, we've been walking in these footsteps. How did he grow up? Where did he live? What was life really like for him? He was a Pharisee, a scholar of the Bible fluent in Greek, Aramaic, Hebrew, and some scholars think by the end of his life he was learning languages of the far-off cultures he was going to evangelize. But before he met Jesus Christ, he wasn't using his genius as well as his ambition for God's glory. He was using his gifts to oppose the Lord at every turn. Yesterday, we saw how he stood by and approved of the stoning of a young Christian, Stephen. But today, we're going to see how Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and changed his life forever. Following in the footsteps of Paul this week, we've been hearing excerpts from a documentary by the same name. It was led by actor David Suchet, who he himself, a Jewish man, met a Jewish man named Jesus and saw his life changed forever at the age of 40. I'm David Suchet, and I'm on a journey around the Mediterranean following in the footsteps of a man who 2,000 years ago traveled more than 10,000 miles around the Roman world on foot and many, many more by sea. But if there ever was an historical character I've longed to play, it is Paul. So for me, this is a very personal quest. I could look like that. What do you think? A little bit. A little bit. I'll be seeking out clues in the places he visited, deciphering new evidence from the latest archaeological research, and meeting expert witnesses from around the region 
to help me uncover this remarkable man hidden within the pages of the New Testament. In the footsteps of Paul, a two-part documentary that originally aired on the BBC that we're exclusively offering to you this week on Haven Today. As you watch, it'll feel like you're literally on tour with the actor David Suchet as this Christian believer who was born Jewish retraces Paul's journeys from Jerusalem to modern Syria, even into the edge of Europe. It's like a vacation on a DVD. But even more importantly, I know it will greatly bless you as you watch. So after the program, would you call us? Would you make a generous fiscal year-end gift? But would you also ask for the two-part DVD? Today is the final day to help us reach our budget for this year, and we need your help. We have a $100,000 matching challenge that will help your gift go even further. Call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or come to our website, haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. To make your year-end gift and to get in the footsteps of Paul. And now let's open this program with the Norton Hall Band, I Stand Amazed. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned Wonderful. 
The Norton Hall Band opening Haven today with I Stand Amazed. My name is Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me for a program called In the Footsteps of Paul. We continue now to look at the man named Saul who became Paul. I want us first to hear an excerpt from this documentary where David Suchet explores the city of Tarsus, where Saul, who became Paul, was born. How had it shaped him as a boy? And what had he learned here that would help him on his new mission to win converts to Jesus? At one of the city's few remaining Roman sites, I met archaeologist Sarah Duragonal. This is the only known archaeological remain we have from the time period Paulus has, have, has lived here in this city. This is a Roman road? This is a Roman road. It is dated to the 1st century BC or AD. We are not yet sure. But there is a very similar example for this road in Pompeii, uh, which is dated to the 1st century BC. Would Paul have actually walked along this road, do you think? We, we think so. We can imagine that he walked through because it's just the time period he has lived here. So he must have walked here. Was this a busy, busy city? Yes, it was a very important city because it was a philosophical city. Many philosophers passed by from this city. Did they? And we know that there was a school for philosophy in this town. So alone this shows that it was an important city. And is that possibly why Paul would have said, I'm a citizen of no ordinary city? Yes, <laughs> that uh, can be a good explanation for this sentence. So he was very proud of this yes. city. And he's mm -hmm. also very proud of his dual, if you like, mm -hmm. dual citizenship and nationality. He says, I'm a yeah. Jew yes. and I'm a Roman. Yes, mm -hmm. both characters. And he knows perfect Greek. He is educated in that language. Uh, he has the Roman citizenship and uh, he's a Jew. Paul's early life had been very different from that of Jesus and the disciples. Paul had grown up in a city, was well-educated and held dual citizenship. We're also told he was able to earn his living as a tent maker, the type of man who in Tarsus was perhaps able to start bridging the gap between the Jewish and non-Jewish worlds. I'm sure Paul must have had some success in Tarsus because he was then called to the huge cosmopolitan city of Antioch to help build a new community of believers. Wow, what a breathtaking view of the city. All week, we've been walking in the footsteps of Paul, and that was David Suchet exploring the ruins in Tarsus today, where Paul was from, from Tarsus to Jerusalem. We know Paul grew in his knowledge of the law, became a Pharisee, fluent in Greek, Aramaic, and Hebrew. But before he met Jesus, he wasn't using any of this for God's glory. He was using it to oppose his Lord. Yesterday, we recalled how he oversaw and approved of the stoning of Stephen and then immediately launched an all-out assault on the young church. He was on his way to Damascus to round up Christians wherever he could find them, to put them in prison, to beat them, and even to see them killed. Paul obviously was not an apostle when he first encountered Jesus. He was a persecutor of Christians. You could even call him a violent man. He was overcome with guilt about his own sin. 
He was trying hard to please the Lord through his obedience. He was so zealous to defend what he thought was right that he was willing to kill those who opposed him. But on his way to kill Christians, the Lord Jesus completely changed his life. Saul became Paul. Let's listen to the story in Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. The British actor turned Christian David Suchet reading to us from Acts chapter 9. And a special thanks to BibleGateway.com for allowing us to use his reading of the NIV UK edition. So many things about this story tell us how people come to the Lord. But before we get there, don't you think it's incredible that Paul retells this story so many times in Scripture? It's not just the times he retells this story in the book of Acts. He tells his testimony in Timothy, Galatians, Philippians. His testimony was important. And you know what? Yours is too. If you are a believer in the Lord Jesus, if you have cast yourself upon him for the forgiveness of your sins and trusted in him for salvation, then your testimony matters. How you came to the Lord is important. And there isn't a Christian in the world who doesn't have a testimony. I've heard too many people that have been Christians since their early days say that their testimony isn't very good because they didn't have a dramatic conversion like baby Saul, who became Paul. They just grew up in church, reading their Bibles. They don't remember a day that they didn't know the Lord. They feel shame that they don't have a radical story to tell because they think no one will be convinced. Well, let me remind you that the Apostle Paul described conversion as resurrection. You don't believe in the Lord unless he raised you from the dead. You, too, have been raised to new life. And that's radical. If you've been a Christian since your early years, you can praise the Lord that he's been faithfully keeping you all these years. Knowing the Lord means you've been brought out of the darkness into light. And that's just what happened to the Apostle Paul. He thought he saw clearly, but he was really blind, blindly persecuting the church until the Lord broke in. And Paul's story tells us how any of us actually get saved. First, he was saved on the way. All of us were saved on the way. 
as we were walking in our disobedience, walking in our sin, on our way away from the Lord. And then the Lord broke in. We heard the gospel. Our eyes were opened. We were stopped in our tracks. And that's what happened to Saul, who became Paul. And that's what happens to us. I can still remember hearing the gospel and finally hearing the Lord's voice calling me home. But we don't just hear the gospel of grace. Saul also had to hear bad news before he became Paul. Jesus came to him and said, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That was the bad news. The good news can't be good news unless we hear bad news. The bad news is that in our sin, we oppose the Lord. Saul was trying to harm Christians, but Jesus made it clear that harming his people was harming him. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I think Jesus is saying this to some of us listening today, to those of us listening who scoff at this message of the gospel. Christianity might be helpful to teach us how to live, but I don't really think I'm a sinner in need of his grace. Jesus would say, why are you fighting me? Unless we've cast ourselves on Christ, we're still blind. We're still fighting the Lord, harming him as we harm his people. But Jesus didn't leave this Saul who became Paul with only bad news. He told him to get up and go. Saul was blind. He needed help. The Lord had completely humbled him. There's one line in the story of Paul's conversion that always sticks out to me at this point. He called Jesus Lord. Lord, who are you? He was violently persecuting the church of Jesus Christ. But when the Lord of truth spoke, he finally recognized him. Jesus had broken through and it changed Paul forever. Don't we have this experience today? In our times of darkness, times when we're struggling in our faith or indulging in our sin, and the Lord breaks through and we hear his voice. We feel and hear his sadness because the Spirit is in us, and we can't help but return to his loving arms, to return to our risen Lord, to call him Lord, to follow him. Saul's story is our story because it's the story of the Lord's amazing grace to save sinners. But it wasn't easy for Saul after he became Paul. After he came to know Jesus, his life got worse, but he wouldn't have traded it for anything in the world.
Gaither Vocal Band here in this final day of June, the final day of our fiscal year, and Amazing Grace, Haven Today in a program called In the Footsteps of Paul. Well, like so many of you, I'm wondering where June went so fast. Summer months seem to go so quickly as we spend time with family and maybe do some traveling, and that's all a good thing. Whether you're with family this season or not, I'd like to recommend a great documentary you can watch that's fun to watch, but it'll point you to Jesus. It's called In the Footsteps of Paul. And it's like taking a virtual vacation with British actor David Suchet as he leads us to the places Paul would have traveled to in his lifetime, most of the time by foot. And I'd really like to send you this two-part documentary for your gift that will help us reach our fiscal year-end goal. Only hours left in our fiscal year. We still need to bring in a lot of money to finish in the black. Would you pray about how much you can send, but do it right now? To help us keep sharing this great story that's all about Jesus? Please come to our website right now. Watch the movie trailer on In the Footsteps of Paul, but then make your tax-deductible gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And remember, we have the $100,000 challenge match in place. So please help us with that goal. And if it's easier, just call us right now at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again next week? When again, together, we'll share the great story. The story that's all about Jesus. Here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. If you've ever been around kids, you know that they are hardwired to be legalists. What do I mean? I mean they'll change their behavior to get what they want. For candy or snacks, they'll listen and behave. I confess I've used candy as an incentive to get my children to clean their rooms. And sometimes we're tempted to treat God like that. Maybe I should keep the law. But James reminds us, whoever keeps the law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Law-keeping for blessing just doesn't work. If we fail once, we've lost. Rather, we trust in Jesus Christ, who did keep the law for us. In him, we are forgiven. Get to know Jesus more. Visit GetAnchor.com.